Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Doug Show. That sounded a little too excited. I'm Doug Cuttington, and I am excited. This is going to be a good episode. I'm kicking off a case study here where I'm adding, well, you guessed it because you saw the title, 200,000 words of content in four months. I am going to pop open this beer. Hopefully that wasn't too loud. Today I'm drinking an Upslope Brewing Company that are out of Boulder, Colorado, just down the street here, a craft lager. They say it's bright, fresh, and easy. Should taste pretty good. Lagers are great. So I'm going to go ahead and pour this and there we go. Yum a dum. So uh, cheers out there for people that are able to uh, consume a beer at the time of day whenever you are listening to this. Fantastic. If not, drink a coffee or if you're working out at the gym, have some electrolyte drink or something appropriate. Water, whatever. Okay. So before we get into it, I'm going to thank sponsor Ezoic, their product Leap. It'll help your site load faster, get green and core web vitals, and it's free to use if you monetize with Ezoic and Ezoic does not have any page view minimums or anything like that. So you can start straight away. There's a link in the show notes here and please do check them out. They support the show so you don't have to. All right. So let's get into this case study. Now, I am working with niche website builders on this. They're supplying the content, but we have actually been working together for a long time on this site. So I'll give you some history on the site. I'll let you know a little bit about the specifics as far as metrics and the traffic. And I started this site from scratch and the the sandbox was a son of a bitch. It took quite a while to get out and I questioned whether I knew what I was doing anymore. Turns out everything's fine. The sandbox is just a little longer occasionally and you never know if it's going to take longer or just be a shorter amount of time. And I will outline uh, some of the recent earnings just started monetizing it uh, recently here, and what we're aiming for. I'll give you the breakdown as far as, like I said, traffic. I'll break down what kind of content, so if it's informational versus product reviews and how it shifted over time, as well as the full link building plan and how all of that played out. So, number one, I started the site from scratch in July of 2020. I basically used a fresh domain. So the deal with that is technically the domain had been used in the past, but whoever used it before really didn't do anything with it. There were basically no backlinks. I think maybe one sort of spammy backlink that really didn't count for anything. And other than that, I think maybe there were 10 pieces of content when I looked at the Wayback Machine. There were no bad backlinks. Like I said, there were just kind of one or two spammy backlinks, but not not enough to be concerned about. And the content that was on there was, I don't want to say thin content, but it was just a small amount of content. I think someone got excited and thought, hey, I'm going to start a site in this topic area. And then they did a little bit and they got bored and never did anything else with it. Eventually, it just went back out there. So I bought it, started working on it then. 
as I mentioned, there was a long sandbox. So I'll tell you right away from, I would say like the first six months, there were maybe like 10 visitors a day, something like that. Like not very much where you would think, is the person actually intending on coming to the site? Like, I'm not really sure. It was just a very small amount of traffic. From months eight through 10, it jumped up pretty dramatically from a percentage wise, but in the sheer numbers, it wasn't very much. So we're talking 20 to 50 page views per day after eight to 10 months. So if you multiply that out, you end up with about 600 to 1500 page views per month. Still pretty small. I mean, that's that's pretty small. So it started growing a lot more after that. So by months 10 through 12, we're looking at 3000 page views per month. And it just steadily grew after that. So after one year, it was getting, you know, six to 9,000 page views per month. I just started monetizing the site at the end of January, 2022. So almost, you know, year and a half in. By then, by January of 2022, it was getting 62,000 page views per month. And if you want to, you know, see a little bit more information, I am publishing the updates so you can see graphs and more details and just read it if you want to over on Niche Website Builders. And we'll put the link to that post when it is available. I'm not 100% sure when it'll be published, but you can check over there and just hop over to Niche Website Builders to see, uh, you know, the monthly updates that I'm publishing. So it just grew like slowly over the 18 months it grew. And you may be wondering, Doug, why the fuck did you wait so long to monetize? Well, you may have noticed a trend over the past couple years where I just don't do, I'm not as motivated as I was before, just to be completely frank and upfront. And I knew that I could monetize it, but I thought, ah, that's probably going to take me a couple hours and I don't feel like doing that right now. The terrible part is I felt like that for about a year. So, I, I mean, I know how silly that sounds, but I, would, I just thought, ah, I don't really want to monetize it very much right now. And we're talking display ads. So, and I guess actually I misspoke, but that'll come into play. So I, I did start monetizing pretty much immediately with Amazon, but it really wasn't catching. So I'll come back to that. So when I say I just monetized it, I mean, I put display ads on it at the end of January. Okay, so keep that in mind, and I'll come back to that in a second. I published 50 articles really quickly. So let's rewind back to the beginning. I published 50 articles really quickly in the beginning, probably within a month or so. And that was a split 50-50, informational versus product reviews. And I've pretty much you know started most of my sites with that. That's generally what I recommend. And I'll tell you now, I'm I'm kind of shifting more towards the informational side. And I advise people to do at least 50% informational. But if you wanted to do, you know, 90% informational, that would be fine as well. It just depends on what your focus 
is. So I kept publishing 15 to 20 articles per month for several months. And niche website builders helped me out during that whole period, publishing about 20,000 words of content per month. I supplemented it with some of my own writers as well. Let me pause and through the magic of editing, I'm going to have a drink of beer and I'll be right back. And I'm instantly back. So niche website builders also worked on a shotgun skyscraper campaign for me starting from the very first month. I know that a lot of people, well, number one, they don't even want to do link building, which I I respect. If people don't want to do it, that's totally fine. I believe that promoting the site and link building is okay. And I view it as promotion. I think it's fine. I also think it's fine to get started with that straight away. I know some people want to publish a certain amount of content and then they, there's some kind of formulas where if you have 50 articles in the first month, then you could be okay publishing or getting 50 backlinks the next month or some sort of way to stair step it up. Now, the thing is a shotgun skyscraper campaign will take some time to ramp up. So it's not like links were like starting to come to the site in the first month, it really took about, you know, a month or six weeks or so just because it takes a little while to get things rolling. Essentially, the domain rating is reported by Ahrefs went from about zero from this brand new site to 48 in about six months. I think niche website builders, they were working on it for about six months. I can't remember exactly, but they did several months of work and a few shotgun skyscraper posts, and then the link building campaigns behind it. Many of those links were fantastic. Some of them were, you know, potentially on sites that, honestly, I don't think the links really help that much because there are some sites that just publish a huge amount of content. And I I don't want to say they are they just publish a lot of content. So I won't say any sort of disparaging things because I, I mean, these sites get traffic. So all the sites get traffic and niche website builders do check specific metrics and it has to meet the minimum requirements or they won't even get the link from that, that specific site. So needless to say, I mean, going from a domain rating of zero to 48 in six months is pretty impressive. And I think right now, I mean, at this point, the site gets its own natural links. And I I mean, I think it's like a 52 or low, low to mid 50s for a domain rating right now. And there's no active link building campaigns going on. So right now, there are 238 articles. About half of those are from niche website builders. All right, the other half are from either a vendor that I worked with directly who owed me some content or writers that I hired directly. The other important thing is I've shifted. So uh, 33% of the content is product reviews and the rest of it is informational. As I mentioned before, I published 50-50 info versus product reviews at first and I monetized immediately with Amazon. And I was getting a few sales, I think within the first you know, few months. So even with a low amount of traffic that I cited before, 
it was still getting some traffic to buyers post and people would buy some stuff on Amazon. It wasn't that much though. So it, at this point, I think the site's making about $50 to $100 per month from Amazon from a few posts that are ranking pretty well, but it's very low volume. These are KGR. The first 50 articles were KGR, keyword golden ratio. And after that, we started branching out and sometimes it was very low, very low search volume, but maybe it didn't meet the KGR formula or criteria, but I don't follow it exactly. I'm not dogmatic about it. Like if it works for certain keywords, I'll go for it, but I was aiming for something else. So as I mentioned, we started off at 50-50 and then we've shifted more towards the informational side. So why did I do that? I saw the results that I was getting back. So I told you about this long sandbox and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And the thing that I noticed is traffic was increasing for the informational post. And I saw quite a few different keywords that I can go for that were information based, very low competition. And I saw what, what the data was telling me. So I leaned into it. So instead of forcing the issue and being stubborn like I might normally do, I thought, hey, I'm just going to go the easier route. There's no reason not to. So I've leaned into more informational content. And the thing that I've noticed, the thing that I've seen and learned from some of the people that I interview is if you find the right niche, you might find an unlimited number of informational keywords. And it sounds crazy, but I think that is the case here. And it wasn't until my eyes were opened by other people that I realized that there are quite a few different categories of keywords and topic areas and niches that are out there where you potentially are not ever going to run out of key. You'll run out of time or you'll run out of your motivation before you're going to run out of keywords. And that's what I found here. So I feel really good about it. And the more I look, I, I uncover another area where I didn't even think to approach the keywords in that way, but it looks like it's going to work. So currently 238 articles, the average word count per article is about 1,470. So there are some longer ones. There's some, you know, four to 6,000 word pieces on there. I think those are typically the, the shotgun skyscraper. There's a few under a thousand words or so. And the average is 1470. So kind of in that, that middle range there. And yeah, I think, yeah, no, no more details on that. So that should give you a pretty good idea. And let's move on to the recent traffic and I'll tell you a little bit about the Ezoic monetization, which is what my focus is. As I mentioned, unlimited informational keywords. I'm, I'm leaning on Ezoic in this case and I'll let you know, you know, the earnings so far and there's some optimization time period as well. So the recent traffic, and it's really been growing um, since the beginning. There was uh, certainly a long flat period, but once it started, growing and it was out of the sandbox. It's just been, it's been doing great. So uh, certainly check out the graphs over there. So I'll just give you the last few months here, like the last quarter or so. 
So December of 2021 was 47,000 page views. And then January was 62,000 page views. February dropped just a little bit, 57,000 page views. And at the time that I'm recording this, it's sort of like, you know, the second third or the second uh, half of March. So the projection for March is about 55, 56,000 or so. And I just extrapolated it out based on, you know, the earlier part of the month. So that's, that's the projection. Don't hold me to it. I'll give you an update later, of course. So we're in the, you know, 50 to 60,000 range the last few months here. And it's important to note, I stopped publishing probably six to seven months ago. So I was publishing pretty consistently for, I guess, a year, a little over a year. And then I stopped publishing because, like I said, I'm a little lazy and I I stopped the stream of work and I started doing some other stuff. Um, And it, it kept growing. It kept growing for the next six or seven months. And now it's sort of uh, dipped a little bit and there could have been a slight bit of seasonality in you know January, February. I'm not quite sure. I don't have enough data to make that call. But at this point in time, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, I stopped publishing. Those pieces of content aged and they were getting more traffic. So I think right now, if I start publishing again, it may take a little while to kick things back off, but I think it'll start growing again once I start publishing more. I'll tell you more about that plan in a second. So I got Ezoic going at the very end of January. It was far easier to get going than, than I thought. It just... It's just much faster than I expected. And, you know, it had been a while since I've integrated anything over there. And I had ads running in, I think, 36 hours, something like that, very quick. So the end of January, uh, I think it only had like two or three days and it it took a little bit to ramp up. So February, it earned $623. The EP... EPMV, is that right? Earnings per, yeah. You know, I have notes here and I transposed the letters. So I just confused myself. I'm sorry about that. So EPMV, the earnings per thousand visitors in February was $13.30. There was a high of $17. In March, the extrapolated projected Earnings would be $668 with a current EPMV of $13.42. And there's a high of $15 for the EPMV. So it's um it's a yeah, it's a little, little bit low. I mean it it depends, it depends on the industry. So the EPMV is gonna vary widely. And it takes a little while for Ezoic and the machine learning, and the AI to figure out the best places to put the ads and all that stuff. The premium, I'm an Ezoic premium, so I'm paying for the access to the premium advertisers. And that makes up 
20 to 25% of the total revenue for the, you know, roughly six weeks of data. I mean, when I think about it, I only have six weeks of data and it could take a few more months to optimize and and figure it out. I I think often, and don't quote me on this, don't quote me on this. I think a quarter is a pretty good amount of time, but I, I believe I've heard some people mention up to, you know, several months to get things optimized. Now, you're probably going to end up dealing with some seasonality, potentially, Um, not just seasonality in your own niche, but the seasonality of when advertisers have their, their budgets flowing with money and when their budgets are towards the tail end and they they don't have enough money to spend on advertising or not as much. So anyway, it could take a little while to sort of level off, but I would say, you know, this is kind of a general niche. And as I mentioned, there's, there's kind of unlimited keywords. So this is going to be more of a volume play versus a you know, high ticket drop shipping kind of situation where, you know, you would have fewer visitors, but each visitor is worth a lot. So this is going to be, you know, more moderate as far as the earnings per visitor, but we're going to have potentially a lot of content on the site. So we'll see how it shapes out overall, but yeah, just, you know, the EPMV is about 13, 13 bucks between $13 and $14. All right, so the case study here is gonna be pretty cool. So here's the goal. We're gonna be adding about 50,000 words of content from niche website builders for four months, 50,000 words per month for four months. So we're aiming for a little over 200,000 words or so. I believe we're gonna be aiming for a target word count a little over 1,000 words. So I may trim that up a little bit for certain topics, but we'll see how things go. But we're looking at a little under 50 posts per month. As I mentioned, it looks like there's unlimited informational keywords, and some of those seem to be okay to have lower word counts in maybe the 500 word range. So that's something I'm going to look at And I mean, the great thing is you can always go back and add more content. So for example, if I have niche website builders put, you know, 500 word pieces of content that are maybe a little too short, I could come back with some freelance writers, for example, to put FAQs into those posts. And it would be, you know, potentially a little bit cheaper. And then I could just get more content out and then come back and maybe have a writer who isn't as uh, savvy with the topic area. Maybe they don't know as much in general. Maybe they're new to writing content online. I mean, I don't want to get someone doesn't know what they're doing at all, but basically maybe I can make it a little cheaper for the other, you know, few hundred words or 500 words or so. Of course you could hire niche website builders to add those FAQs in as well. But there are alternatives. And if you do want to go the route of, you know, hiring your own writer, trying to keep the costs low while being able to publish a lot quickly, this could be a good way to balance it out. So they also did the Tomb Raider strategy, 
which I'll explain really quickly, but I encourage you to check out um, the interview I did with Mark Mars about the Tomb Raider strategy. Essentially, they go, and you could do this yourself, by the way. So you find your competitors, you know, get a list of 10 competitors, some that are, you know, better than you, uh, or they've been more established. Not be- they're not better than you. Competitors that are ahead of you, where you want to be in the future. That's a better way to say it. Or you could also find your competitors that have sort of newer sites, maybe sites that you should be better than very soon, but essentially these sort of low low metrics, low authority type sites. And the Tomb Raider strategy goes... I, I wish they named it something else. I'll be honest with you. It's it's a it's a cool name, but when you see the name, you're like, I don't know what that means, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's a, it's a game. I don't know. It's like a video game or a movie or something. So basically, <laughs> basically, you get the metrics for your competitors from Majestic. So you get the trust flow and the citation flow, and then you go to Ahrefs. You get the domain rating and the URL rating. And then you go to Moz and you get the domain authority and the page authority. And then you add those up. You you sum them together and you get one number. And then you rank and sort based on that one number of all your competitors. You will probably land somewhere in the middle. And the idea is if there are competitors that have a lower sum than your site, then conceivably you should be able to rank for the keywords that they are ranking for because you have a higher cumulative metric from all of the different SEO marketing tools. So hopefully I explained that well. Essentially, it it tries to level off any of the different SEO tools and how they rank the authority because each of the tools might give a wildly different authority rating or trust rating or you know trust flow. Essentially, it's the authority of the website. So it, it tries to even those out so you end up with just one number. That way, if one of the companies like... SEO uh, Moz, or it's just Moz now, but if uh, Moz ranks one of the sites like much higher, it kind of levels those out. So that's the idea behind it. So the tomb rating strategy was pretty good. Um, I I didn't know what to expect exactly, but it was pretty good. Now, one little complaint, there were a few duplicates in the list, or at least it was clear to me that the intention of the searcher, the keyword phrase was the same. So, you know, if you go through, I mean, the words were different, but the intent of the searcher was the same. So obviously if it's the same thing, I took it out, right? I don't want to have two pieces of content on there. The other part is I had 238 articles on the site. So that means you would need to check all of the tomb rating keywords compared to the site to see if I already have that content on there. So there were a couple duplicates there. And so if you 
if you look at the duplicates that were on the list and then you look at the duplicates that were on the site that made the tomb rating list, it was about 20% of them. So I did email my account manager and I, I was like, hey, why are there duplicates? I thought you were going to check on this. And they said, hey, sometimes a, a couple get by. We're really sorry about that. And I'm doing this as a case study, right? So I am, I'm, a, I'm a terrible client. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'm a terrible client. <laughs> so I, I, I will hammer the customer service and I will be very demanding with my account manager because I want to make sure if I'm talking about something that the service is good and that they know that I am talking about it as well. So I said, what, what would happen if I didn't go through this list with a, a fine tooth comb and look at every single one of the topic keywords and the suggestions on the tomb rating list? And they said, hey, sometimes they get they, they make it through and, and we miss it. And if that's the case, we won't count that article and we'll find another keyword for you. So basically, it would never be an issue with a client. You would never lose out on a piece of content due to a mistake like that, having a duplicate in there. So I encourage you, you know, if, no matter what company you're working with, I think that is... Um, something you should check. You know, if they find the keywords for you, make sure it's not a duplicate, right? You should definitely look through your own list of what's already out there on your site. And then, you know, don't waste time and effort or anything like that. And I think the solution with niche website builders where they said, hey, we would never count that towards what you have paid for. We would write you another article and make sure you didn't miss out on anything. So I was I was happy with that. This seems like a fine way to do it. But you know, if you're paying if you're paying money for an agency to do some work, you should definitely double check to make sure there's no duplication of work, your own work that you've done in the past, or any work that they might be doing themselves. So I used about sixty to seventy percent of the keywords from the tomb rating list, which is awesome. That's quite a few. And then the rest of the keywords were from my own list. So we have uh, several more on the tomb rating list. And the thing is, I have a specific vision for the site now that I've uncovered these unlimited informational keywords. So I think I'm just going to march forward with that and you know, look at my list, come up with some more keywords using this sort of formula that I've come up with and just keep going from there. So as I mentioned, we're going to be doing about 50,000 words of content per month. Right now, I'm kind of at the tail end of the first month. So I did ask for a couple sample articles so I could see how things were formatted. And I wanted to see how the links were placed and a couple other details like that. So I could give feedback. And again, I, I encourage everyone to do the same kind of thing. You may not be able to, you know, um, I guess, I don't know how to phrase this, kind of talked, talked myself into a circle there. Basically, you should get a test run. So if you haven't worked with a company before, maybe order like three or four articles or 10 or whatever the minimum is to see how it is to work with them. You want to interact with your account manager. You want to see 
how the keywords come back. If you want them to find keywords, you want to see how the back and forth goes before you sign up for a very long contract. So you always want to you know, do a little test before you commit big, right? It's just the smart way to do it. Little trial job, and then you can sign up for more. So we're doing a lot here. And at this point, we should be seeing uh, probably in the next week here, I should be seeing you know, the 50 articles all drafted in WordPress. I believe they put an image in there. They have all the subheadings. It should be pretty much ready to go. And what I like to do, because I, I do like to have a lot of control in the situation. So I will most likely have my executive assistant, who's my, you know, my VA, she can help me with whatever, whatever I need her to, to do, including review the content from any agency and, you know, double check to make sure the style's okay, make sure the links are okay, look at the subheadings, clean things up just a little bit if they need to be, tighten it up, and generally give me feedback on how the content looks. So I'll have her go through it, and then from there, you know, it should be just rocking and rolling and getting more content as the months go through. As far as what I'm monitoring and looking at, I'll probably be looking at, you know, the rankings per article and I will definitely want to see a little tick up in traffic. Now, I'm not sure how long it will take for the traffic to show up. I'd be thrilled if it was just, you know, weeks. As I mentioned, there's quite a few links going to the site it gets a pretty good amount of traffic. Google seems to like it. It doesn't seem to have been impacted by any algorithm update. The only sort of dip or plateau that I've seen is in the last couple months. And I think it's just due to not publishing very often. So it'd be awesome if it just popped. And as soon as we started publishing, it started getting a little bit more traffic here and there. However, I don't know what's going to happen And I would not be surprised if it took three, two to three months for the new articles to start getting a significant amount of traffic. Now we're doing, we're doing the case study and I'm doing monthly updates. So I sure hope that traffic shows up a little bit faster. So I have more to talk about. Otherwise the updates will be extremely short. So that's what we're doing. If you have questions, if you want me to talk about certain aspects of the case study or anything like that, let me know. Feedback at Doug.show. I will be doing you know, more of these updates. There will be blog updates over the Niche Website Builders blog. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No, that's about it. And certainly check out Niche Website Builders. You can save, uh, I think, 10% using my link. I'm not, I I can't remember. Sometimes the the amount goes up and down or something like that. Uh, But I think right now it's 10%. You can sign up, get those coupon codes. There's a link in the show notes there. And thanks a lot to Niche Website Builders for working with me on this. Now, before I jet, if you haven't listened to my other podcast, Mile Hi-Fi, what's fun. I cover totally different stuff. I have a co-host named Carl Jensen. He retired when he was, I think it was 43. Is that right? 43. So he's been retired for almost five years, which is pretty cool if I'm doing the math right. 
and yeah he was just a he was a code code guy he was a software software developer and uh he had a bad day at work one day and he was like fuck how do i retire sooner went down a rabbit hole and then retired uh less than four years later so pretty cool story and we talk about personal finance and financial independence we have some great guests some actually very very well-known guests kind of amazing it's a fun show so uh check it out mile high fi you could find it on all the major podcast players and i think that's it for today have a great day we'll catch you on the next episode 